Happening, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Total Football Club. My name is Alex Perez. Thank you all so much for joining us. We have an excellent show for you all. We're going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo's debut. We're going to talk about the Serie A. And we have another fun little game at the end of the show. Chris came up with that one. I will not take any of the credit, but I will say this. You guys are going to have a lot of fun, as I'm sure you did last week. But of course, I can't do anything anything cool like that without bringing on my guy, Chris. Chris with the Chelsea jersey, 3 nothing win over Aston Villa this weekend. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Not only the 3 nothing win, one nothing win today against the St. Petersburg in the Champions League. We are flying. So things are looking great. And yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well. How are you, Alex? I'm all right, man. I think I would be better if I was a Chelsea fan, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Better times will come. I, I, I am happy because you're happy. Your happiness just I, I feel it. I see it oozing. It's, it's like it, it's surpassing my screen. I feel it. It's contagious, and that's good. That's exactly what we want. Um, before we begin, gotta get the plugs out of the way we absolutely have to get that done because that's that's important we all know this follow us on twitter on instagram facebook at total foot club follow me on twitter and on instagram at alex perez fc chris where can they follow you if they want to contact you you can follow me on twitter at chris s-o-l-o-d-o-l-o underscore boom you didn't butcher it for a second consecutive week you are a pro my friend it's getting, it's getting better. Okay. There you go. If you do it every week, of course, it's just it, it, it's just become it's going to become a routine, and that's ultimately what we want it to be. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google, on YouTube. A lot of cool content coming out on that YouTube channel. But now, let's officially get started on this show. Chris, what did you watch this past week? Uh, I saw the return of the, the, of the Premier League. Uh, I saw Chelsea batter Aston Villa, like you said, and I saw the return of Cristiano Ronaldo to the, to, to the Old Trafford, to, to, the, to England. And, man, it's, it was show-stopping. It felt like I was watching the Lakers. It felt like I was watching a spectacle. I thought PSG was going to be the team that stole all the highlights, but Manchester United playing top-level top level opposition with this star-studded cast is just... It's going to be a show every week. They're going to be, it's back. Old Trafford and the bright lights are back. It it feels like 2008 all over again. And and I'm glad that this is something that we both watch. So I guess we'll just take up the entire time and talk about Cristiano Ronaldo's second debut because... (laughs) You, I mean, what else? What else are we going to talk about? Champions League. We still have this the the Wednesday slate of games to to be played, even though this is going up on Wednesday morning. Um, spoiler alert, of course. But you mentioned it very, very well. It, it it just it felt like a very special atmosphere at Old Trafford, and it. I read a tweet 
or uh, I, I don't know if it was on an Instagram story, but but my friend Nick, Nick Day, shout out to him. You know him. You know him as well, Chris. Uh, he said that soccer is better when Manchester United is doing good. He says, I can't explain why. I don't don't ask me why. It just feels better. And that's true because it, it, it's the same thing for Real Madrid and for Barcelona. And on Saturday, Old Trafford felt like a cathedral of football. That's that's how it's supposed to feel. And it'll be incredibly dumb to ask yourselves why it felt like that. We all know why it felt like that. Because Cristiano Ronaldo came back home. And the most special thing about that is that it looked like Cristiano Ronaldo didn't miss a beat. It looked like he was 23 again. It looked like he was 24 again. He he looked like the same Cristiano Ronaldo, except that he is a much more lethal goal scorer now. He's not that winger, that, that flashy winger that he used to be back in, 2000, in 2002 to 2009, or 2003 to 2009, the years that he played for, for Manchester United. Now he is a lethal goal scorer. He is a guy, a guy that is there at the appropriate time. What do you make of this? Can we consider Manchester United a true Premier League title contender now with Cristiano Ronaldo? Oh, I think you have to. I think you have to. I think every the, the, it, it really bothers me that Manchester United and Ali Gunnar Solskjaer get a pass how they do because it, it's crazy. They finished second last year. They added Sancho. They added uh, uh, Varane. And they added... Cristiano Ronaldo, how do you, where else do you go from that? Like, I don't want to hear progress. I don't want to hear uh, uh, identity. No, you, you, you have all of that. Let's go. You got, you got the players. You got big time players to win now. You should be winning now. If Mikel Arteta had the patience that that that, that everybody is showing Manchester United, my God, because. Arteta, and, and, and I mean, I know this isn't a segment about Arsenal, but <laughs> it, their expectations are that they're supposed to be what, what they were before Wenger's downfall. What, what's the expectation at Manchester United? That, that they, they feel better about wins? No, I, I think it's time now that they have some pressure on them. Uh, all, any other big club make, 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 make the same signings and they have the, they have. Uh, title aspirations. So I don't want to hear. I, don't, I think if you went to Cristiano Ronaldo and you told him your your uh, aim for this season should be to progress and 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 evolve as a team, I think he would he would look at you crazy because he's he's not there to to for, he's not there for vibes, man. I know it's it's very romantic that Manchester that he went back to Manchester United, and I think that's what Nick was talking about that, what you referenced earlier. Football is better. When Manchester United are, are better, football is better when Barcelona are doing good, when Real Madrid are doing good, when all these clubs are humming because these are the old time romantic giants, the sweethearts of the game that everybody has a soft spot for. I'm a Chelsea fan. I, I don't want nothing more than for Chelsea to win every game that we end, that for, for us to win every competition that we're in. I'd be lying to you if I tell you I wasn't excited that Cristiano Ronaldo was a Manchester United player. They're, they're, it's, it's a spectacle. And I think that being said, all, all these clubs, all these old clubs, you don't ever want to see Barcelona go through what they're going through. You never want to see Arsenal going through what they're going through. They, we could be rivals. I know you never want to see them going through a rough patch like that. You want to see them, you know, at least challenge you. You want your club, you want 
really good, entertaining games where your club comes out on top, where you can you can talk your, your smack to your friends. But when when Manchester United were finishing, you know, when they when they were down in the dumps with with, with I mean with with uh, David Moyes, it, it was tough. It was really tough to to see. And then their years with with Van Gaal and Mourinho, while they were never completely out of the top four and, and the top four picture, it, it's tough to uh, to really sit there and and really be proud of of, of uh, the competition. So I'm happy that Manchester United are back, and with that, I want the expectation on them because. I think that that's due. I think last year when Chelsea signed all the players that we did, everybody was saying, hey, title or bust. And that's why the head coach lost his job. And that's why Sushil came in for the better. So if, if that kind of pressure would be this would be uh, presented for a Chelsea, a Barcelona, an Arsenal, a Juventus, I don't want to hear anything about vibes from Manchester United. I'm sorry, Ali. That's true. That's that's so true. And I feel like that kind of feeds into a point that I wanted to make. I, as, as much as I enjoyed seeing Manchester United or seeing Cristiano Ronaldo rather uh, look even a little nervous because he he admitted it himself. He was he he said that he was nervous, as he should be. Um, I I really enjoyed that that whole moment. His mom getting emotional in, in the yeah. stands. Beautiful. That that that's absolutely beautiful. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, and, and and when you look at at the actual facts, when you look at the personnel, I feel like Manchester United is a coach away. I just I can't picture Manchester United winning a Premier League with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as the manager. It just it doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem like it's something that's very realistic. So honestly. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Oli is somehow not manager of Manchester United come December, come January, if if those results aren't necessarily what what Manchester United was was looking for. And I didn't mean to turn this into an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer segment. This is about Cristiano Ronaldo because it was the Cristiano Ronaldo show on on Saturday. It felt in- inevitable. The entire game, it just felt inevitable. Cristiano Ronaldo was going to score. My my good friend, one, one of my great friends, who's actually, his name is Ronaldo. And uh, they named him like that because of Brazilian Ronaldo. He was born in 98. Cristiano Ronaldo's his favorite player, right? Um, and he said, I don't know how he's going to do at Manchester United. I'm like, listen, man, like, he'll be okay. And then he, he, he even went as far as to say, I don't know if he's going to start on Saturday. I'm like, he's going to start. Uh-huh. He's going to start, man. He's going to start. And he's like, but he's probably not going to score. I'm like, dude, he's going to score. Yeah. What? Like, And it surprises me because he is very spot on with his predictions. But he's like, I don't know if he's going to score. But he did. He did all of that. It was inevitable. I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo just makes the Premier League and the title race that much more interesting. You know what really stood out to me from, from the match itself was how uh, I would say how the, the burden was lifted off the other players' shoulders. Like, Bruno was the man for, for the last year and a half. Now he's a complimentary player. Pogba was the, 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 big, the, the big money signing, their record buy, and now he's a complimentary piece. Pogba looked so free. 
and so mm-hmm. fresh it was crazy now now no surprise there's rumors that he might say yeah you that, that happens when you actually surround them with a decent team so yeah it, it was very it was very eye-opening and that's why i think they, they definitely are in the title race they they scared me more than liverpool did when we played them liverpool looked toothless and manchester united looked like they have attacked attacking players in abundance when you got when you were when they played Greenwood was one of the best young players in, in, in the Premier League Ronaldo up, up in the middle and Jaden Sancho and you could bring up Marcus Rashford and, and Anthony Marshall and Edison Cavani you got your your bench can win can can win games so yeah their their team looks really really complete now uh Varane completed that that defense but Ronaldo I think completed the Swagger, the, the 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 mental fortitude of the team, because I always felt that Bruno was was carrying them, and he was always the one that was willing them on. Now he has someone who's even more more of a coach, more of a of a leader than he was, uh, and in 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 a good way. Like Ronaldo's one of the old timers. We've seen that with the with the Portugal clip where he will Moutinho in there to shoot the penalty. So they they look ready, man. They look ready to win. So. If Ali can't do it, you imagine, for example, and this is why, no offense, I don't have anything personal against the manager. For him, for his sake, I hope he does well. But imagine a Manchester United with Antonio Conte, with Zinedine Zidane at the helm. They're favorites in every competition they're in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. With, with Zinedine Zidane, you look at this team completely different. But I'll, I'll leave you guys with this, and then we'll move on. Cristiano Ronaldo, his presence elevates an entire team. And I'll give you guys this example really quick. There was a quote going on, uh, going around online, and it was about, I don't, I, as someone from the coaching staff was saying beforehand, uh, the, the, well, the dinner, the day before the game, everyone was eating sweets, they were eating treats. Cristiano Ronaldo arrived. And everyone was just looking at his plate like, oh, man, we're supposed to be eating that, like avocado and eggs and like like whole grain toast or something like that. So that's what Cristiano Ronaldo does. And maybe Cristiano Ronaldo might be the only thing that this Manchester United team needs to win a Premier League. And who knows? Maybe even more. All right. Let's move on now. Let's talk about the City A because, Chris, I know that this is something that you wanted to talk about for a little bit. And... I feel like you're gonna shine a little bit more in this segment than me. I'm already, I'm already uh, apologizing for a, a defeat. Not really, we're not competing, <laughs> but this is very interesting. Let's talk about Serie A. And you asked this question a couple of weeks ago. You asked, "Who's gonna win Serie A?" Because Romelu Lukaku not there anymore. The guy that we were just talking about, Cristiano Ronaldo, not there anymore. Um, Inter Milan fell apart in the summer. Um, there was a lot of movement at the top of the table, even in the bottom of the table. But I'm just going to ask you straight up. Well, first of all, before I even get to that question, let me ask you this. Why do you find the Serie A so interesting this season? Uh, I think there's a lot of quality in, in the coaching ranks and in, and in players specifically. There's a lot of quality in this league. It's been building with... The, the, the Lukaku and Ronaldo uh, incoming. Um, 
players have been going there. You've seen players like Christian Eriksen go there, uh, Alexis Sanchez, uh, Bakayoko, uh, Fikayo Tomori, Olivia Giroud, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I mean, you can you can see where Mobile went back. I mean, there's, a, there's so many quality players in this league. And now you got coaches like uh, Jose Mourinho went back there. Juventus finally lost the league last year. And now uh, they have uh, uh, Max Allegri back, who's a, a, a serial winner who doesn't know how to, how to lose. But they have their weakest team in, in a decade. So this competition that's usually over before it begins is completely wide open. And it's such a traditional competition. The Serie A was the, the EPL of the of the 1980s when Maradona and Clinton were there. So uh, this this competition is historically very very uh, competitive. It's it's a beautiful competition, and it's wide open right now. There's six undefeated teams. Uh, Roma and Milan, Roma, Milan, and Napoli have won all three of their opening games. It's it's really wide open. Inter Milan, I know you said they blew apart. And, and to an extent, they did. They lost their two best players, okay? So I'm not going to sugarcoat that. They definitely lost their best player in Romelu Lukaku and their second best player in Ashraf Hakimi. They lost them for big money, and they reinforced in, in quality uh, players from, from the league. That's what, that's what Juventus was always so good at. They always plucked players uh, from their own league that I always – being a Chelsea fan would look in, 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 in jealousy and in envy because you didn't see too many uh, interleague or domestic transfers in the, in the Premier League for a long time. And in, in, in Italy, it's very, uh, very common. So seeing uh, uh, Inter Milan follow the Juventus uh, model, and it's no surprise because uh, Bebe Marotta now runs uh, Inter Milan for the last few years. And that was the architect of the Juventus side that started dominating a decade ago. Uh, he's the sporting director there. Uh, yeah, he's, he's utilizing the same plan. So they got guys like uh, Correa, who they plugged from Lazio, which is another top team, and they, and they got him for good money. Um, they got a, a right back, uh, Denzel Dumfries. He's not from Serie A, but they got him from, uh, from, after a very impressive Euro, they got him from PSV for really decent money. So. And then, and then you see somebody like an Inter Milan who, who got, who you can say have, uh, have great firepower with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. They only added Olivier Giroud, who can't stop scoring. So yeah. it, it's really, and, and they lost their best player or one of their best players in Hakan. Oh man, I'm going to butcher his name. So I'm Chalanoglu. sorry. Everybody. Oh, there you go. Chalanoglu. <laughs> yeah, he, he went from AC Milan to Inter Milan. So mm -hmm. it's it's very I, I it's it's awesome. And then my boy Tammy Abraham went to join join my my my, my uncle Jose Mourinho <laughs> over there at AC AS Roma. So dude, it's it's wide open, it's yeah. full of personality. Napoli is a is a dark horse, and they got Luciano Spalletti who has led some very successful uh inter and Roma sides. And who's a who's a, a very uh, spirited character within his own right. So yeah. th th that top four there: Roma, Milan, Napoli, and Inter. Uh, you, you, th those four going at it with no clear favorite, and then Juventus. Eventually, you know that their quality is gonna is gonna shine through. So they're gonna eventually 
be in the mix. It's going to be wide open. So that competition that we love to see in the Premier League, it's 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 the, the second best competition might really realistically be at, at Serie A this year. Yeah, that that competition transfer from England to Italy, that that's definitely what what it feels like and even someone that doesn't really follow Serie A as closely as other people might. I I was very attracted to to the product. I watched AC Milan versus Lazio. I watched the the game. I watched probably like 75 out of the 90 minutes. I was really attracted to what AC Milan did. I I think that Overall, just looking at the squads, looking at the results from last season and comparing the squads from last season to this season, I think that calling AC Milan the favorites to win the City at this season might be the most sensible shout because for the most part, you said it a few minutes ago, they they only really added Olivier Giroud. And yeah, they might have lost Chalanoglu, but they still have a lot of talent that can replace them there. The, the only thing that does kind of not necessarily worry me, but does make me think about their aspirations for the Serie A is that they play Champions League this season. They haven't played Champions League in almost 10 years. Of course, this is a completely different squad to what to what they had 10 years ago with Kevin Prince Boateng and, and Suli Montari and, and guys the like that. exception of one player. Slatan. With the exception of Latan, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he was there last time they played wow. Champions League. He, yeah, he was. Well, he was there the last time that they won the Scudetto. He was there. I, I oh, will wow, never. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I will never forget. Never forget that penalty he scored against uh, Julio Cesar, where where Julio Cesar was taunting him before he actually took the penalty, and he buries it. I mean, pff, textbook penalty. And well, well, anyway, I. I do feel like AC Milan is the most sensible shout when when you are predicting a winner for the Serie A. But I will say this. I'm going to go on record, and I'm going to say this. I like Roma to win the Serie A this season. Yeah, I, I, I like them because, one, they have a very good squad. Their goalkeeper, Rui Patricio, my goodness, he is an incredible goalkeeper, and I feel like a championship team has a very, very good goalkeeper. And that's what Roy Patricio is, and he was brought in by Jose Mourinho. Maybe because they're Portuguese, they have that connection, but he's a really, really good goalkeeper. They have Brian Cristante, they have Veritut, they have Nicolo Saniolo, they have Tammy Abraham, your boy. They have Leonardo Spinazzola, when he comes back from injury, you know that he's going to be running... Well, I don't know if he's going to be running up and down. I don't know if he's going to be running up and down the wing as a left back, but he he might be put up in in a little higher position and asked to do some defensive. Something, something. But you have Spinazzola in your team. You have to absolutely use him. This summer showed how good he really is. They have uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini as well. And, of course, you have a serial winner in Jose Mourinho. People forgot. Just because his stint at Manchester United and his stint at Tottenham didn't necessarily end in the way that we expect, or it didn't end with titles or something like that. Jose Mourinho is still one of the world's best managers. People forgot. And he's with Roma. And now it feels like Jose Mourinho has a long, long, long leash. AS Roma is going to let him do 
pretty much whatever he wants. It shows with the transfers that have come in in, in in this summer. He has the trust of this team. And while it lasts, I think that Jose Mourinho is going to work his magic. We already saw what he did when when Stefano El Sharawi scored the winner in the 90th minute against Sassuolo. What, what did he do? He ran down the touchline to celebrate with his players. Shades of that Manchester United versus Porto game in the, what was it, quarterfinals of the 0304 Champions League. Shades of that. That is what brought Jose Mourinho to stardom. And he did it again. I don't know. I, I might be reading too much into this. I love the narrative. I love the story. But I think that Jose Mourinho is going to find his 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 groove, his swagger in, in, in Italy. He might be there for two seasons, three seasons. Then he'll go to a national team. Uh, but I, I do think that this season is the perfect season for Roma to win the Scudetto. I don't know what you think about that. I actually agree. Um, I, I The one thing with Milan that does scare me, you said that they only lost uh, your boy Hakan. They did lose one other big, big piece. In Gigi Donnarumma. Gigi. Yeah. yeah, and they replaced him with a, a Champions League goalkeeper, Mike McCagney, the little goalkeeper. Yeah, let me interrupt you really quick because I made a an observation on Mike Magnan. He is he can just pick out any pass on the pitch, and I'm gonna use this term that I don't really like, but his range of passing is incredible. Yes, it is. It's not just a cliche. It's true. He can pick out anyone. He can play. He can play a one-on-one ball from his own box. That's how good his passing is. So yeah, you let go of Gigi Donnarumma, and he is an incredible goalkeeper. He's probably going to start for PSG. Um, but I do think that Mike Mannion is is a great replacement. He's so good. He is so 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 good, and it's good that he's showing yeah. it in this platform. Is he French? He's French, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you know, maybe Hugo Lloris will will retire at some point, and 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 maybe they're not ready to to give Elan Melier from Leeds the 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 reins of of the goalkeeper in the French national team. You have Mike Magnan ready to go, great goalkeeper. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Chris. No, it, it just that that change. Although I I think he is a, a good good goalkeeper as well, but that change does scare me a bit just because he doesn't know the league. But that same argument can be said for Rui Patricio. So, um, but I do like I do like like I mean Milan Milan are playing Champions League football. Roma aren't like you said. So I could see Milan going deep in Champions League and maybe suffering in Serie A because of it, perhaps. I, I do like Mourinho at Roma. I do like the vibes I'm getting from this team and how they're playing. I see him very motivated. He has the support of Thiago Pinto, who's the, the, the sporting director, who's also Portuguese. They have American owners who want to spend. Perfectly aligns with Mourinho. They got him, <laughs> they got him Tammy Abraham. Um, they'll probably back him if he wins this season. And if he, if he doesn't win... Say yeah, he'll probably finish top top three or top four, knowing Mourinho, because they're gonna defend like mad and they won't pick at him for the style of play over there. They'll mm-hmm. love him for that. So I do think from what I'm seeing so far, they're already uh banding together over there and they're already getting into that us 
against mentality, uh, us against the world mentality that Mourinho is, is famed for. So I, I do uh, like AS Roma for, to win the, the Serie A as well. It's crazy because even in the days of Francesco Totti, AS Roma was never really a favorite to win the Scudetto. They just simply weren't. When was the last time that Roma won the the Serie A? I'm I'm gonna look that up right now because I I I can't I can't remember. I I can't remember. I know Francesco Totti. I think it was 2001, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, do you like my Lionel Messi phone case? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I believe it. It was 2001. The last time that they won. 2001, yeah. Yeah, that was the last time. So imagine if Jose Mourinho is the guy that brings back that glory. He's... Superstar. Yeah, immortal. He will be immortal. He's immortal in Inter's history. And he could be in Roma's history. Now, a lot of people might be listening to us and saying, you guys are getting way too ahead of yourselves. It's we're, We're three match days in. I know that. And trust me, I've I, I addressed it in my notes as I was preparing for this. My biggest question is, can this Roma team hold this form? Not not go undefeated all 38 games. That's virtually impossible. But can they hold this form? Can they decisively win a Serie A? Or will they fall apart in like January? What? How do you see this season playing out? Of course, based on this very small sample size that is three games. But... This is what we have. How do you see this season playing out for Roma? Uh, I, I see it uh, playing out very favorably for them, man. Um, most of the teams that sit sit down and press against them, uh, they're going to either draw or win those matches because Marino is going to instill this, this defensive fortress over there. You already see it uh, with their center backs and with the – with Florezzi, they're already playing really, really uh, defensive and tight football. So most of these teams that that uh, sit low and have a low block against them, they're going to either draw, Roma's going to draw or win those matches. And then once they play these big teams, Mourinho can sit back and pin, pin the gears back. So it's, it's really tough to see them getting knocked off. I think if they do have a period where uh, – they fall off a little bit. The the trans the January transfer window comes at a perfect time where he could replenish the team and bring on another signing and, and really uh you know energize the side. So yeah, I think I, I really see them having a really great season. I, I think their floor is probably a top four finish. Okay. Very high expectations for for Roma. I mean, yeah. clearly we we kind of coined them as the City I champs for this season, even though they've only played three games. Uh, let let's talk about the reigning champions and the former reigning champions for nine years. Let's talk about Inter and let's talk about Juve because we look at what Juventus has been dealing with these last what twelve months, give or take. And they just haven't looked the same. This team went from being Champions League finalist to fighting to play in the Champions League. They're not even in the Scudetto title. They weren't really in the Scudetto title title race last season. And it looks like, of course, as of right now, it 
it looks like that might not be the case. I have a different theory, but what do you make of this mess over at, at, at Juve? So, I, 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 I don't know if you were going to say it. There's 16. I know it's three matches in, but they're 16th on the table. Mm-hmm. They have no wins, uh, two losses, and a draw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really pretty poor. Uh, they, they have they scored. Give me one second. I'm sorry. No, that's they fine. They scored three goals in three matches. And they're, they're, they lead them five goals in those three matches. So those those are really damning stats. Massimo Allegri is a, a serial winner. So you have to think, and they have, they, it's not like they lost too much, too many players other than Ronaldo. They still have Mateus Delish. They still have Paulo Dybala. They still have Moise Keane. They still have Aaron Ramsey. They still have Arthur, uh, Arthur Melo, Cialini, Bonucci, Chesney. Uh, it's not like they, they uh, it's not like they sold the whole team. So you eventually you have to expect that eventually that talent will shine through. I I think for me their ceiling is a top four finish. I don't see them as as uh, Serie A winners, even though they're you can say that their backline is more talented than Roma's. I don't think they're they're motivated. And I thought Allegri could come in and do a job, but it's they still have that stink on them. So it's going to be tough. I, I, I can't imagine AS Roma playing Juventus for those for very crucial six points in those two minutes. And those men are coming out on fire. Brian Mourinho is going to, is going to break that door as they, as they go into the fields because he's going to be up for it, man. He seems really motivated. You can see how it's bleeding onto the players. So it's it's a tale of, of of two heads here almost. Like Juventus just don't really seem too interested in Serie A anymore after nine years of domination. But it's worrying. It's really really worrying. It is worrying, definitely, because if after three games you don't you don't have a positive result, and it's not like Juventus faced Roma, Inter, and AC Milan. In those three games, the their toughest test was Napoli, if I'm not mistaken, and they shot themselves in the foot in that game because uh, Chesney had an absolute blunder, just gave away the first one, and then Moise Keane. I mean, I don't know if he thought he was playing for for Napoli or something. Those those were two huge mistakes. They shot themselves in the foot right there. But I will say this: I think Juventus is too talented to not scare the hell out of whoever they are running up against for the Serie A title this season. Uh, whether it's Roma, whether it's AC Milan, whether it's Inter, whether it's Napoli, Lazio, whoever, whoever, uh, even Atalanta, if you want to put them in that conversation. Juventus is way too talented. They are way, way, way too talented. And you just wait until they get into form. Because when they get into form, everyone's going to be like, oh, here we go again. The Zebras, they're going to they're gonna run the table and they're going to, in a matter of a few match days, they will be three or four points clear. I wouldn't rule that off. I don't think it's very likely. I don't think it's very possible. I wouldn't put my money on that. But I wouldn't rule it off. I, I, I would definitely 
definitely just keep that in the back of my mind because again, this team is too talented. They have a winning DNA. They have experience. A lot of the guys that play in this Juve team are European champions from a few months ago. Federico Chiesa, Giorgio Chiellini, um, Leonardo Bonucci. Uh, what's the dude's name with the tattoos that played for Fiorentina? From, yeah, from... They just signed a midfielder from Locatelli. Locatelli, yeah. They, they just signed Locatelli. Um, Bernardeschi plays for them as well. So they have a lot of... T- a lot of experience winning, of course. I mean, th- th- they won a lot of Serie A titles. Yeah, yeah, Federico Chiesa, a tremendous player. But that's a different story. I feel like they are too talented to not be talking about them. And then l- let's shift over to, to Inter because I feel like they're being disrespected. And hell, even I disrespected them at the beginning of this segment when I said that they they, they fell apart in the summer. Yeah, they did, but then you debunked that myth and 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 you said that they they replaced their or sorry they they replenished their needs pretty well with with players within the Serie A, Eden Zeko, Hagan Chalanoglu, uh, just those two off the top of my head, and they are they are in the battle. They are there. They're the reigning and defending champions. I don't think they're gonna let this title go just like that. It's it, it's not that easy. So yeah. We might be getting a little cute with the Roma, with the AC Milan picks. Some people might even say Atalanta. Some people might say Lazio, Napoli. I don't see a Maurizio Zari team winning a Serie A. Um, I don't see them really winning a title. Um, but Inter and Juventus, if you don't want to get that cute, they're right there. They're right there, and it's I, not that I, crazy. Yeah, I like Inter, too. I think if it's not going to be Roma, I think it is going to be Inter. Uh, I like, like I said, I said earlier, uh, I like how they use their money. Uh, they were always going to be shelled for, for selling Lukaku and, and Hakimi, especially after saying we're not going to sell them. I, I don't, I didn't think that was the, the move, the move to make, but of course the, the, those are negotiation tactics, but um, they signed uh, Joaquin Correa from Lazio. Oh, yes. Yes. And he's, he's an Argentinian striker. Uh, Filippo Inzaghi had him at Lazio. That was his old manager. He followed him to Inter. He has two goals in two matches, including a game winner for Inter already. And he's, he's quality. I think he's... I really like their team. Um, I just think there's going to be definitely an inevitable fallout from losing your best player. Like, that has to do something to, to the team. And... Um, Guess I'm not gonna say make them second guess themselves because those teams that team was the city. It wasn't just Lukaku, but it definitely uh, evens the playing field. I think I don't think they're strong enough to run away from it from uh, a really motivated AS Roma side or a really motivated AS Milan. So uh, that's why I'm not saying that they're gonna repeat. But I definitely it would not surprise me if they did. They're probably my second pick, even ahead of AC Milan. Okay, let's l- let's wrap up this segment, and I uh, I want to wrap it up by by asking you this: Name me your top four. Who do you think is going to finish top four in the Serie A? I have mine ready to go in case you need some time. Okay, so I got AS Roma, mm-hmm. Inter, AC Milan, and Napoli. 
Okay. Nice. We we didn't really talk much about Napoli in in this segment. I I don't know what to make of them. I honestly don't know what to make of of Napoli uh, because my boy Chucky Lozano they, they, isn't a starter. Big last summer. Yeah, last summer they 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 did, but uh, they did beat Juventus this past weekend. So there's that. So your top four is Roma, Inter, AC Milan, and Napoli, right? Okay. Okay. Mine is Roma, AC Milan, Inter, and Juventus. I feel like we are we are discarding Juventus way too easily. Just let them get into midseason form, and and everyone's gonna be like, "Whoa, you wait, you wait." It's it, it's gonna happen. It's going to happen for, for Juventus eventually. And if it doesn't, they'll bring another manager. And I'm sure that he'll make it work. Whoever that... that Zinedine Zidane? Maybe? He played for Juventus. All right. We just put Zinedine Zidane in every vacancy. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything else you want to add about the Serie A? No, yeah. We, we really didn't do a... a, a a real good service to Napoli. People watch out for Napoli. They got really quality players. They got Lozano, uh, Alex's boy, like he said, and they got Victor Shimhen, who's the future of the Nigerian national team. So keep an eye out on Napoli. They, they got quality. That's why I picked them fourth. So they could surprise some people as well. Nice. I see them as the disruptors. If, if, if just based on some of the things that, that you have said and even just watching them, uh, what they did over the weekend against Juventus, they could be the disruptors. They, they, they could. I can see them finishing third. I can see them finishing seventh. So that's what I meant when I said that I didn't really know what to make of them. All right, let's move on now to a very, very fun, fun uh topic. Fun, not topic. Fun segment. That's what I meant to say. And this is something that Chris came up with. So, Chris, please explain to the people listening to us what it is that we're about to do. Explain the rules for this game, and then we'll get started. So, we're going to play a game called... I actually changed the name just, just a few minutes ago in my head. We're gonna, this game is called Teammates. Okay. And what the point of the game is, is I'm going to name a player. Alex is going to have to name me a player who's been teammates with said player. And we're going to go back and forth until one of us... Cannot name any more players. Uh, at that point, the other one can start it up, and we'll have a point system if, if need be. But it, we have five minutes, so we'll see. How, we'll see uh, how it goes. But the point of the game is just uh, to name someone who's been a, a, a teammate of the player who was named. It could be national team. It could be clubs. The point is that they have had to have played with said player at any point in their career. Oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. Um, so, so I want to start it. Yes, yes. And and just to give an example, let's use, I don't know, we're, let's say we're going to start with Messi. I know that that, that wasn't a name that, that, that you were going to start with. Yeah, so if, if Alex with. was to say Leo Messi, I would say somebody like Pedro. Mm-hmm. And, and Alex and, would name me a, a, a teammate who's who's been a teammate of Pedro. And there you go. That's... That's what we're supposed to do. Chris, we have five minutes. You tell me when you're ready, and I'll start the time. I'm ready. I'm going right. to start with Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, João Moutinho. João Moutinho. Okay. Because <laughs> you just uh, mentioned him. That's why. Yeah. Run a motherfucker out. Ooh. Uh, Thibaut Courtois. Oh, Thibaut Courtois. Diego Costa. Ooh, Diego Costa. Uh, Cesc Fabregas. That's Fabregas, Pedro. Okay, Pedro, uh, Pedro, uh, Neymar. Neymar. Oh. Oh no. Okay, I'll do Maria. Di Maria. Okay. Uh, and we can't name the same player twice. Yeah, you can't name the same player twice. Okay. Because I was going to say Cristiano Ronaldo, but I know we started with that. <laughs> okay. Angel Di Maria. <laughs> uh, Angel Di Maria. Well, fuck it. Lionel Messi. Oh, yeah. They are playing. They are teammates now, right? <sighs> yeah. And the national team uh, all these years. Gerard Pitek. Ooh. Okay. How about this one, Clement Longale? Clement Longale. <laughs> oh no! Come on, Vitolo. Whoa! Okay, okay. <laughs> Jesus Navas. Their teammates uh, now. Uh, Alvaro Alvaro Negredo. Wow. Manchester City. Manchester City. Alvaro Negredo. Uh, Gael Clichy. Oh, yeah. He was there. That was such a weird player, too. I didn't know if he was good or bad. Um, <laughs> Vincent Company. Ooh, nice. Uh, Joe Hart. We have two and a half minutes left. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Fernandinho. William. Uh, Oscar. Hulk. Uh, oh, I got him. Hulk. <laughs> Uh, James Rodriguez. They played in Porto oh. together. <laughs> Come on, bro. Davison oh. Sanchez. Ooh, okay. Uh, oh, fuck, I was going to say Frankie de Jong, but I don't know if they played in Ajax together. They didn't. Okay, I'm just going to go for a secure oh. one. I'm going to go for a secure one. Luis Muriel. What? Louis? Oh, I actually know. You said Luis Muriel? Mur yeah, in, in Colombia. Colombian striker. Yeah. He plays for mm -hmm. Now he does. He's he played all play over City. Oh, no. We have a minute. 
Dude, you got me. I can't. I'm trying to think of another <laughs> Santoria player, and I'm drawing blanks. Oh, oh I think the, I was gonna say Diego Godin, but I don't think he's there. Diego Godin, yeah, yeah. I think... No, the, let me just look this up really quick. Diego Godin is definitely. I am almost positive. Okay, Diego Godin plays for. Oh, he plays for Cagliari. Damn it! All right. Yeah, no. Yeah, Alex, you're the big winner. <laughs> wow, you got 30 seconds. You sure? Uh, another Santoria player. Or a oh, Colombian man. player. Doesn't matter. True. Jackson Martinez. Oh, Jackson <laughs> Martinez. Uh, uh, 10 seconds. Jackson Martinez. Fuck. I know he played in Mexico. Jackson Martinez, uh, Antoine Griezmann. And time's up. <laughs> All right, name one. Na name, name an Antoine Griezmann uh, teammate, because I know they played together for that one season. Uh, you said you said what, Alex? We broke up there at the end. Oh, uh, just name a teammate for Antoine Griezmann. They played. I know Jackson Martinez and Antoine Griezmann played together for one season, and that was okay. Okay, okay. And there's that. All right. Wow, this was a lot of fun, dude. Holy shit. Okay, I I think I had a little too much fun, but it's okay. It's all good. That's what it's all about. All right, Chris. Thank you so much. Any any words before we sign off? Until next week. Uh, everybody enjoy this week's games. Keep the keep the, the the positive vibes and put that pressure on United. The title, the title favorites. All right. I don't want to hear no vibe shit. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I, I yes, exactly. If if you want a championship team, you need to expect champ championship pressure or, or the, the the pressure that a champion has to face. Expect Thank that. You. The expectations are big. That's what comes with wanting to be a champion. So if you don't want to be pressured, if you don't want high expectations, then don't be a champion. It's as simple as that. Thank you all so much. Thank you so, so much for joining us. What a show we had this week. We'll probably talk Champions League next week. We we didn't really bother to talk about the Champions League this week because it was awkward. We're recording Tuesday night. This will go up on Wednesday morning. So it was just awkward, and it didn't really make much sense, and we had this figured out already. So, yeah, um, the only thing I will say, expect some changes on the show, some good changes. Chris, we've talked about this before um, with, with the schedule, and I've been wanting to make an announcement for a couple of weeks now, but it's not official just yet. We are We are finalizing the details. That's all I can say. We are finalizing the details, but it's something that I'm sure... You guys will will recognize if you see other people's shows that that or you listen to other people's shows, you will recognize it and you will definitely know that this is a huge step for Total Football Club. But I cannot make the announcement just yet. It's almost there. We're almost, almost, almost there. Chris, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you all for joining us, for listening, for watching, for sharing, whatever, whatever it may be. We appreciate the support. Again, my name is Alex Perez. Thank you all so much. Take care. Until next week, goodbye.